Hello. Welcome, everybody, to your morning cup with Ivan's Academy. I'm Ashley. And I'm Kara. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> um, today, we're talking about the holidays. Woo! Jing, jing, jing. Yeah. Those are jingle bells. Yeah. <laughs> I saw the hand gestures, but no one else could see it. Um, but yeah, we're talking about the holidays and... Uh, it's that time of year where many people are traveling to be with their family or they have family coming to be with them or they're spending more time with family just because maybe they're on holiday from work and have special occasions scheduled and whatnot. And um, it can be a wonderful time and it can be an interesting time. It's also that time of year where stress and fear are pumped on the planet hardcore. I read some, like, crazy statistics over the years about how suicide rates go up and everyone's stressed out because of money and buying stuff. And it's just, oh my gosh, the fear machines on the planet are ramped up. So, this podcast is all about what can you do to prepare for the holidays and stay in high frequency. Yes. It's all about staying empowered Staying High Frequency, and here at Ivens Academy, if you haven't figured it out already, we're about putting the work into action, putting the Ivens method into action, and that's our specialty, <laughs> and doing it with community. So we want to talk about our experience in putting the Ivens method into practice when maybe with family for the holidays, friends, whatever it might be, but kind of going through those experiences. Yes, it can be a tricky, tricky situation to deal with, but it doesn't have to be because we have lots of tools and support structures in place so that we can stay in high frequency. But, you know, let's be street smart. We don't need to make it extra hard for ourselves uh, because I know I've definitely made it hard for myself over the years, but don't need to anymore. Mm -hmm. So we can share some stories on what to do and maybe what not to do when it comes to engaging with family during the holidays. Yeah. Do you have any stories in particular that come to mind on this topic? Yes. So I think in general, it's good to look at, you know, why, why are you getting together with family? Mm -hmm. Because honestly, throughout my entire life, the biggest reason why we do get together is because of social norms. (laughs) and pressure, like societal pressure. In fact, it wasn't until I was an adult, uh, maybe a couple years ago, that my dad told me he hated the holidays. Like, it was such a stressful time of year for him. Like, having his parents come over, getting Christmas ready, like, it the whole family dinner thing, like, he hated every moment of it. And I was like, oh, my God, I had no idea. (laughs) Um, But honestly, we just did it because that's what people do. Like, we weren't a Christian family. We didn't get together for the religious reasons. We just did it because that's what, you know, the holiday shopping agenda was. (laughs) But it's so fun. (laughs) It was fun. There were fun parts about it. But the why was, like, not a high-frequency why of, like... 
connection and spending time together. In fact, most of my family members, I think, dreaded it. <laughs> like, oh, I have to see that person and this person. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. And then, oh. Wow. So it never really got off to a good foot. Personally, though, I, I, I really did like seeing everyone because it was probably the one time a year I did see my siblings and everyone under one roof kind of thing. So I did like that. But with it came stresses because, you know, the holidays are a a situation to put people in a room together that often wouldn't be in a room together. And that's a great recipe for drama and, you know, arguments and other low frequency stuff. So, yeah, there was a lot of that. But I think once I came to terms and realized, like, oh... We just do this because, you know, like social programs and stuff. Once I became conscious of that fact, then it was like, oh, it wasn't such a big deal, you know? Like there's other ways to engage with family and stuff. So that helped alleviate the pressure a little bit. Mm -hmm. How about you? Were there... Oh. (laughs) Go ahead. Where are you going to ask? I was going to ask, were there specific ways that you changed how you engaged with everybody? Yes. In particular. Yes. So more recently, I've just decided and chosen not to engage so I don't go home for the holidays home being like um the place I'm from and where my siblings and some of my parents are and stuff um I just don't because it's not fun it's not fun to travel especially with this whole jab business it's not fun to you know just deal with all that drama and it's not worth it But before that, um, when I was still seeing family during the holidays, there would be a couple of things I would do. Um, First, process my stuff. So um, the biggest one for me is actually righteousness. uh, Because family members, you know, they got agendas and programs just like we all do, right? But um, there are dynamics among some family members that, are very, like, victim-aggressor and loops and people feeding each other's stuff. And it's like, uh, it's like never a surprise, you know, when someone gets upset or that person got into a fight. Not, like, physical or anything, but just... It, it was like a, almost like a recipe, you know? It was the same pattern over and over, year after year. And then at some point... I just became aware of it, like, oh, okay, this is fair agreement to engage in that cycle, and that's cool. Okay, the last uh, interaction I had with family in this kind of situation, I, I decided to just literally sit back and watch as an observer. Like, not engage, but just watch and listen to the conversation. And it was pretty much a righteousness rant among two or three parties for about three plus hours (laughs) and I hadn't been home in like over a year and I don't think there was like really any interaction whatsoever with me personally or me with them and I was just like wow that's really interesting okay so I think that's the that was the biggest one just literally becoming aware of the agendas the cycles and then also you know how to engage Mm -hmm. and in this particular instance, I just chose not to and just to watch. And it was in some ways very eye-opening and also 
a little bit expected as well. Yeah. But it was good. It helped kind of diffuse the situation too in the sense of it was okay just to allow that to be what it is mm-hmm. and not be righteous about it. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah, I, I think I can relate to that falling into like old patterns and programs in my um in my experience like my latest experience most recent at least with my family you know seeing them and being together physically makes me really happy my body's like yay you know with my siblings my parents and it's wonderful to be together and it does the holidays in particular bring a lot of um good feelings and memories and childhood and traditions and that's great at the same time it a lot of times I find uh we when we go and say travel to be with family or we're together for the holidays we step out of our normal routine and as we step out of our normal routine at least for me my kryptonites start to get triggered mm-hmm. so kryptonites meaning like covering my bases so like I'm not sleeping normally or I'm not or enough. I'm not sleep, uh, having enough water and staying hydrated. I might not be eating enough or kind of to the regular way that my body would prefer and type of food my body would prefer or even doing my meditation and processing to the same um, level that I would normally do in my, my day-to-day life. So most recently when I was with my family, it was great for like the first couple days. And then I started to notice like the edginess and triggers start coming in. And there were definitely these moments where I like kind of saw myself after the fact and was like, whoa, who is that person? You know, just reacting, right. And reacting out of righteousness and, and stepping into a dynamic with another family member that was like from when we were kids, right? It wasn't even about the conversation. It was about the the story that we've been, the dance we've been playing for so long. And so it was good that I realized it in the moment and recognizing when I would get triggered and and um, doing my processing and, and being able to respond and choose a different way to behave instead. But I would still kind of let myself get to that point. So for me, what I found, that point of getting triggered, but for me, what I found is that covering my bases, doing my meditations, hydrating, eating well, doing my my processing work, and making sure even like my sleeping space is actually what my body wants, mm-hmm. not just because I'm in a big family. <laughs> so sometimes you could get, you know, put on a couch somewhere and, you know, in some random spot and wherever there's room or, you know, maybe in a sleeping bag or who knows. Um, so looking at that and taking that to my responsibility to make sure I set myself up with the right accommodations that are most comfortable for me, that might mean I need to get a hotel room and have a space that I can go to. Uh, being an empath, even growing up in a big family, um, I often needed to take time away from everybody and be able to just like decompress mm-hmm. a little bit and then like check in with what's mine? Where am I at? How do I feel? And ah, everything's good. Okay. Just ba- rebalance. And um, having that space, even if it's just having a hotel room or just a space I can go to that has some quiet space to disconnect a little bit, be in my own field and um, shift my perspective, and then I can go back and be with everybody else. I found that to be way more, way more supportive. Um, 
but the righteousness I think is another thing to watch out for that um that's come up for me a lot of times and it could just be uh, gosh around anything education and you know of course vaccines are an easy thing but at this point I just do my best to just not engage Mm -hmm. in those topics and talk about the things that are not triggering or the things that are um, more enjoyable to focus on and and um, something that we can we can connect on I found that to be a lot easier and and if somebody is sharing something that is different to my perspective rather than getting my righteous attitude and you know and um, reacting in that way um, I think taking that approach to be more open and just listening with compassion and understanding or appreciation for what they're sharing and and then moving on with the conversation to what is interesting or what is something that we can connect on. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that you mentioned the, you know, losing, well, covering your bases, right? Making sure you're well rested and have eaten and drink water and all these things. Because I feel like when you're traveling, especially, and your routine's disrupted, like, those are the easiest things to go out the window. Like, skipping meditation or working out or what you would typically do for, let's say, your daily practice, keeping your physical body happy and healthy. I know for me, when I just travel, I don't drink as much water. Oh, and then jet lag alone oh will already gosh. set you back. <laughs> and you gotta sleep. make up with water exactly. and sleep and all the things. Yeah. Even, like, the water quality is different depending yep. where you go. Um, you know, I sleep with a EMF canopy these days, so going to places without it is, like, a big shock in a lot of ways. Um, so even staying in a hotel room, it's like, oh, wow, it's a big difference, right? So, Mm -hmm. you know, there's ways to handle it, like, take an EMF blanket with you or a hoodie, you know, you know, some kind of protection or, um, whatever it is to help make the body comfortable and, Inelia has a great video of, like, how to cleanse the energies from a hotel room just to make it easier to sleep and stay in temporarily. Um, It's a really cool video. And even just things like that can be supportive of the body when you're traveling because, man, it can be really disruptive, you know? Yeah, I think a big part is preparing ahead of time. Again, like, I, for my experience, I think the biggest takeaway I had was at least my most recent experience was that I didn't prepare and I allow because I'm one of the younger children in the family and so you know usually everyone's like hey this is what we're doing okay see you there you know and somebody else figured out what we're saying somebody else figured out this and that and I come out and I contribute in my way being when I'm there right but I'm usually not part of the planning team quote unquote so with that, I, I really figured out that I needed to take responsibility for that for myself because the accommodations that somebody else might set up would be great in some ways, but mm. in other ways might not be to like what I need to in order to stay in high frequency. To your point, you know, like sleeping with a canopy and being in a space where maybe that you could turn off the internet at night or um, a space that has fewer people maybe so you can you can sleep without any disruptions or different quality of water Mm -hmm. at taking that on and being aware ahead of time and planning ahead of time I think really helps to prepare for that absolutely being diligent it's like 
especially if traveling and going into an environment and engaging with people you might not typically engage with, it's like even more important to meditate every day and do fear processing and, you know, take care of your body and sleep well and eat well and all these things. But it's so easy to slip up, but we got to be responsible, right? We've really got to plan ahead and make sure that that doesn't happen because it's on us. Like we're the ones responsible for ourselves and it's the best thing we can do is guard our frequency, right? And take practical measures to stay in high frequency. And I'm reminded of when we talked about relation to groups and knowing your why, right? And understanding why are you engaging with this group and why, you know, what what does that drive? And that can really help determine like the level of engagement you're going to have with the group and participation. And I think the same principle in a way applies here to looking at your why. Why are you being with family? Are you being with family to what you said earlier? Because it's just what you do. It's the time of the year. I don't really want to, but it's what everybody expects. Um, are you being with family because it's what you really want to do and because you miss them and you want to see them or maybe you don't even miss them but you just love having that holiday and that tradition with them or what's the reason behind it because to me my feeling is if it's not for a high frequency reason you're not going to get a high frequency result out of the experience if you're doing it because of expectation or fear of judgment or fear of rejection or fear of x y and z so on and so forth all the things that could come up then you're not going to get a high frequency result. So even to that, before you even decide to travel or to go be with people or have them over at your house for holidays, deciding why, Mm -hmm. right? What's the point? What do you want to get out of it? (laughs) Totally. It's so important because for me personally, that's when I realized a big why, a big reason why I went and traveled to see family for the holidays was because of, old paradigm stuff a big a big one being the martyr like I would literally martyr myself in the sense of I don't really want to hang out with these people but I have to and then I'd put myself in accommodations that were not good not good in the sense of you know it's in the city or hanging out with people who drink or do recreational drugs you know um, don't do any processing work so it's just a very different physical environment And then why? It wasn't out of inspiration. It was out of, like, social obligation for a program that other people in my family didn't even (laughs) want or like. So becoming conscious of the why is a great way to identify, okay, what agendas or programs are running here? And for me, it was a big one, a victim aggressor, in this particular case, martyr energy. And then I was like, whoa, that's not good because – to your point, like operating or doing something out of um, a low frequency reason is not going to end well. And, you know, in some ways, like, yeah, it was kind of nice to see them physical bodies, like being with family and seeing them. But it's different when it's done from a space of inspiration and mutual joy um, or you know, even even the why being like what you mentioned too, um, just that time of the year, great to see family. But for me, it was like dread. And mm-hmm. ugh, that's so not a good place to be coming from. So it's a good thing to look at, like why. And if you become aware of something low frequency that's running there, then 
process it, right? Right. Process it and then decide <laughs> what you want to do. You know, there's a really great video on YouTube, uh, Anelia Ben's video on dealing with sleepy friends and family, I believe is the title of the video. We'll link it in the show notes. But um, it just, it this short video, maybe 20 minutes long, is jam-packed with a lot of really great information. And one of the pieces that Anelia talks about in that video is immerse yourself with your high-frequency um, practices and people, right? And whether that's through listening to high-frequency um, podcasts or, um, I'm, do you know any? <laughs> we can name a couple. Um, but it could be podcasts or classes or whatever it is, but give yourself that time in the day that you're connecting with other, with that energy field and that hu- the high frequency human collective in that time. So one of the things where we wanted to also invite everybody in this podcast listening now, and then also just students of the IBENS method to join us for the holidays and immerse yourself in a high frequency tribe with the community edition of the emergency lecture series. We're actually launching the emergency lecture series. So it will begin on December, what date does it begin? <laughs> it's, it starts December 11th, but registration closes on December 20th. It's really great opportunity to immerse yourself into the emergency lecture series, but with this community component. So if you purchased it before, but you didn't finish it, or you did it in the lone wolf style, we want to give you that opportunity to do it now, but with others. You know, there's so much you can gain out of the, the group learning environment. And if you did purchase it before, check out your email. We sent you some information on how you can register. If you haven't been a part of the emergency lecture series or taken the course yet, then be sure to join us for the holidays. Let this let us be your high frequency tribe to connect with. We'll be active on Telegram, engaging with one another. And making sure that we are being diligent and protecting our frequency. Because right now, in this time of year, you know, the planet goes into religious mode. There's a lot of, you know, agendas and old paradigm structures in place to put pressure on the human collective and put us in a state of fear. And that's even more amplified with all the coronavirus and COVID stuff going on. And what better time than now to not only use practical tools and methods to address that in a conscious way, but to do it with a high frequency tribe. Because the reason why we're relaunching the lecture series right now is because it is the holidays. And what better time to not only put it into practice, but we really need to connect and stay in high frequency because there's so much happening right now. And there's so much pressure on everyone and it's really important that we don't indulge in that low frequency stuff and we're stronger when we're together. So let's say you are getting together with family for the holidays and there might be family members who still engage in low frequency stuff. They drink alcohol or engage in recreational drugs. They like to get into arguments and fights. They want to tell you how you need to get jabbed, like whatever it is, it's even more important to connect with your allies, your high frequency allies. And this is a way to do it. So the the structure is intentionally around the holidays. So 
Hanukkah, Christmas, New Year's. Um, and that's because we want you to have a space of connection when this is going on. Um, and not only that, but it's an opportunity to have that indulgence in high frequency so that let's say three days before Christmas, you know, you can hop on this live call with amazing people from all around the world exploring high frequency tools and topics and from a from a place of conscious empowerment choosing how to respond differently so that when Christmas does roll around or the New Year's parties do roll around, you know, we have tools that we can immediately use because we have that support structure, that community in place to help set us up for success. So I know my past (laughs) family travels and visits and things would have gone much better if I (laughs) was engaged in more proactive, high frequency work at the same time. (laughs) So yeah, it's different when you've got like a tribe to support you, you know, because when it's just you, like if you're the lone wolf or the black sheep in your family, like maybe you're the only one who's not jabbed or you're the only one who doesn't smoke pot or whatever it is, you know, it can be tough to relate. And, you know, you're not alone. And in all of this, it's not to say that sleepy family members or friends are bad. That is not at all what we're saying. I think this is really just to say that when you're awake, when you're aware and you're empowered, it is your responsibility to stay high frequency because you are aware. You do have that responsibility to be proactive and to be diligent. So this is just an invitation from us for you to help support you through the holidays. So you can expect to spend about an hour watching a video, watching videos per lecture uh, and then attending the live calls on Wednesday. So about two to three hours a week focusing on high-frequency empowered material, which is a pretty good investment to be doing right now. <laughs> yeah, and we have tons of exercises that we've included with the with the lecture series, other resource links. So, I mean, if you want to spend more time, you definitely can deep dive into it. Um, but it, it's a really great way to stay engaged, to stay connected, to uh, stay high-frequency and aware throughout the holidays. Absolutely, because we're also going to have a Telegram channel for the students in the lecture series, which means this is a great opportunity to not only connect with other high-frequency individuals around the planet, but to share your experiences and to connect with others to grow our group power and how to respond. So as we're going through the lectures and learning these tools and skills, you know, we can look at, you know, how to apply it and share information and stories and aspects of your life and from other people's lives and see that like, wow, we're not alone. And that actually further supports our empowerment as a group because we see other awake, high-frequency individuals doing this, putting it into practice on the day-to-day And also it's just kind of fun to, you know, open up Telegram and see some really cool conversations happening, especially, you know, right before you're getting ready for Christmas dinner or whatever it is. Right. (laughs) So there's a lot of benefit to that connection right now, especially just because there's so much pressure going on on the planet and it's a really effective way to connect with your high frequency tribe. 
It is. So if somebody were to want to register, what do they need to do? Go to ibensacademy.com. Some of the things that we'll be looking at in the lectures are essentially how to navigate the split, (laughs) but not only that, how to put these tools into practice during the holidays. So we'll be looking at not only what's going on in regards to COVID and the planet and the split that's happening right now, but there are very specific tools and exercises that Inelia shares that talks about, you know, how do you deal with stress? How do you deal with all this pressure from society, especially about getting the jab? How do you learn to communicate and engage with your family who, you know, might be operating at a different frequency than you. They might be jabbed themselves even, you know. Uh, It's really important that we look at this communication and the ways in which we engage right now because it's not about making other people wrong. Like, we don't want to make our loved ones wrong or the people at work wrong. We don't want to be righteous. And so the lecture series goes into a lot of detail about what you can do to guard your frequency, but also connect in a way that is supportive of you and others so that we can navigate through this collective agreement right now, this split, in a way that not only is just high frequency, but also building towards a future that we want to experience. Because a big part of this is you know, it's on us. (laughs) It's on us to become leaders at this time. It's on us to co-create these new structures of society. And what better way to start that than by engaging with others who are thinking about and doing the exact same thing. So connecting with others and doing it in a high frequency way is really important right now. So check it out. Register if you haven't. It's really important that we that we stay proactive at this time. I have a question for you. Go for it. So how's the split going for you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to say the split is going really well for me personally. <laughs> so I don't I don't go home anymore for the holidays. Um, in fact, uh, I consciously realized and chose that staying here, the Olympic Peninsula, and having the holidays with this amazing high-frequency tribe is so much more fun (laughs) and supportive and amazing. So to me, that's a really great indicator of the split of just how, how I've chosen to respond to the holidays. I don't go home. I don't really care if my family cares or not, you know? Um, and it's not out of like a place of non-compassion or uh, not being compassionate but I just know what's important to me and and that's being here Uh, so that in of itself is such a great mark of how things are going with the split because I've never had more fun during the holidays than I've had the last two years which is pretty incredible in my opinion Um, that hasn't always been true so yeah so far so good How's the split going for you? It's going really well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
it, yeah, I, I mean, not much has changed, which is the funny part, except all of the good things have changed, or like all of the things have changed for better, if you will. So um, I've been working from home and remotely for several years now. I've lived on the Olympic Peninsula. This is what, my third year now going into like my fourth maybe. Um, and and now I don't have to travel for work, which is amazing because I used to travel all the time around the United States. So I don't have to travel for work. Things I'm obviously like working with iBenz Academy has been amazing and having that work. And then the tribe here just keeps growing, which is always so fun and having Fossil Beach and uh, all the other amazing projects we're working on. So really, for me, the split's been going super well. Uh, I'll say, though, it hasn't come out without work. Mm-hmm. You know, it hasn't just been like, oh, yeah, it's just sitting pretty, no problem. Um, I have had to do my work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's been tough moments or tough times, and sometimes I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Um, but doing my processing, staying connected in high frequency with with myself, taking care of my physical body, um, being with my tribes and um, that's really just been my priority and my focus that's why I'm not traveling this year for the holidays is because for my body when I ask her and when I check in it she doesn't want to travel right now she does not want to go into the city she does not want to get on a plane um, and have to navigate the the dynamics of let's say like city life and 5g and water quality and you know vaccinated like spikes and proteins and whatever (laughs) (laughs) yeah but so with that so I'm I make that choice for myself for her because that's that's what she wants and of course I I do want to see my family I'd love to see my family but my my body more so wants to stay here stay in high frequency and at this time that feels like more of a priority for me um, to stay focused on keeping myself high frequency. And and this is a way to do that. That's a choice to, to be able to continue in that way. And every time when I make a choice, it's because is this going to keep me, like, is this to keep me in high frequency? Will this support my physical body? Does this support my tribe? And it, like those type of answers when it's a yes to those questions mm-hmm. is more often than not, it's going to be really supportive and a really great experience. But if my answers for other reasons, again, to earlier when t- looking at the why, then it usually means I got to do some processing and maybe maybe relook at that <laughs> reasoning around why. Yeah, it's so true. Because honestly, the split, it's it's like it's just incredible what's happening right now that the human collective, well, not just the human collective, but many collectives on the planet. You know, we've co-created this situation and it's really to have everyone make a choice, right, about the split. And one of the most helpful tools that I personally received um, around how to navigate the split is from Lecture 5 in the uh, Emergency Lecture Series. Lecture 5 is about becoming a leader at this time. Because when this really started to blow up and everything was happening, it's like you said, you know, we were looking at, we got work to do, you know, but why and what do we do about it? How do we respond? And 
yeah, it hasn't always been easy. Like, since the split started, I've gone through a divorce, um, you know, big life changes at work, bought a house, uh, don't see my family in the same way that I used to. So it's not without, I don't want to say discomfort, but there were some big life changes that happened. But it's from the information from this series that by putting it into practice completely changed my life. And not only that, I've honestly just never been happier, more satisfied with my relationships, the connections that I have, whether it's professionally or personally, and even just my environment of setting up my life in a way where I can work from home, you know, in a way that's supportive, or I can communicate with my sleepy vaccinated family members in a way that's high frequency and still connect with them and enjoy having the relationships that we do have, even though it's done afar, you know, all of these tools have just helped make the process easier Um, because there's a lot going on right now. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not just the holidays, but it's like the split and the holidays (laughs) all at once. So, um, but it's been an amazing journey and practicality of it and also the mystical part of it is really cool there are some really cool mystical tips in the series too but the practical steps of things that we can do is life-changing but we got to do it it's like you said we can't just sit pretty and sit on our butts and expect things to change it's we gotta like do it and step up right it's Absolutely. And, I, you know, we've listened to the emergency lecture series, like, how many times? We can't, I honestly couldn't count. <laughs> like, we've listened to it so many times. But recently, I was listening to lecture three, lecture three around learning to communicate with your family and dealing with cabin fever. And it was, I feel like half of the information, I was like, I've never heard this before. <laughs> what? And, you know, just even the breakdown of communication that can happen and then what comes from that breakdown of communication and all the different ways we're communicating. And it's just so useful. It's so practical. And again, especially at this point in time, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, like if I had had this like communication lesson (laughs) while I was with my family last time, how many arguments I engaged in and even started or what, because I was misunderstanding or someone was misunderstanding me. And, and then we weren't even like on arguing about the same thing. It was just completely, um, that misunderstanding, that total breakdown. And then everything kind of like can either, resolve everything can settle and you can you can find solutions or everything blows up and then you're now just like you in that righteous like I'm gonna take my corner you take your corner and we're gonna (laughs) you know yep that's pretty much every holiday (laughs) at my house (laughs) right Um, yes I definitely had a lot of points of like oh my gosh (laughs) I haven't seen that side of me since I was a little kid what just happened (laughs) Where, where did you go girl And hey, you don't cover your bases. You don't take care of yourself. You don't engage with high frequency community. Let go of your practices. And yes, you will probably have some like, you know, stepping back into some old patterns or behaviors and even dynamics that you might have with people. But you don't have to. That's the whole thing. It's a choice. Yeah, it's all a choice. And you know, we're not alone. So let's do this together. 
honestly. It's all about connection. Yes. And um, it would, wouldn't it be so nice to spend our time together for this holiday season with our IBA tribe? I, I think know. that sounds amazing. I know. It's going to be great. So join us. We'll be there. Yep. <laughs> yep. Renalia will be there. It'll be fun. We can't wait to connect with you during the holidays and join us in high frequency immersion, you know? Like let's let's go out of our way to indulge in high frequency, to immerse ourselves in amazing, beautiful things and topics and to do it with other light workers around the planet. So yeah. All right. We'll be there. You heard it. Go to ibensacademy.com. We'll see you there and join us for the holidays. Join us for the holidays. We'll see you then. Bye.